so awkward. Don't that. It's flags. <laughs> I forgot about that, honestly. I could never forget. Literally, anytime you open your mouth, I'm like, Jessica Day and Nick. I wow. really love it. I love that. That's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your day. I want to thank you for making me a part of it. And welcome to Rob Takes On, where the hashtag is silent. I'm your host, Hey It's Me Rob, on Twitter, and it's a great day for a great day. Welcome back after another week off, I guess. I haven't done a whole lot of those this spring. I did them a lot in the fall time, uh, but I've been trying to stray away from having quote unquote weeks off in the in the springtime. And the other thing I've been trying to do a whole lot less of is solo shows. I could have done a solo show last week, and I definitely will do at least one more before the season is out. But I also noticed in season one that we had way too many of them, and no one wants to listen to just me talk. So that's why we have guests. It's also been quite a while since I gave you a Rob Takes On of the Week since we've been talking about The Bachelor and this week's bracket update, and I traveled for my birthday, and I did a whole bunch of other stuff. So we've been on the move uh, here in 2019, but I do have just a couple of life updates here for you. First and foremost, your boy's not on the phones anymore, so I don't take phone calls as much as I certainly used to. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, my job in the adult world, quote unquote, is to listen to people complain about their power bills. And uh, I don't do that nearly as much as I used to. I have since gotten a lateral promotion. I wouldn't call it a vertical promotion. In fact, nobody would. Um, but I like to call it a promotion just because I'm doing a whole lot more of what I want to be doing. Uh, and that is a move to the social media team at the office that I work at now. Uh, so I'm answering social media, I'm managing their accounts, uh, and hashtag thriving. Doing big things at work, really excited about that. Um, but bigger than all of that even is if you live in the state of Virginia, you can catch your boy, Hey It's Me Rob, on your local basic cable channel this summer as I'm going to be broadcasting Lions Bridge FC Soccer. It's a minor league, uh, USL League 2, I think it is now, it used to be the Premier Development League soccer team out of Newport News. If you live anywhere within Virginia that gets Cox, your view is the channel. I think it's 11 in the Newport News area. I think it's 79 in Fairfax. Get the information online. But most importantly, you can see your boy on TV. I'm very excited about that. And that will kind of go in conjunction with the end of this season. So as their season starts, my season here will end. And then we will get back into business here in the fall with season three. So that is just a little bit of housekeeping here at Rob Takes On. My last piece of housekeeping uh, is quite literal housekeeping, uh, is that I have uh, a roommate coming back, and uh, in preparation for my roommate Aaron to return from war, is uh, that I have decided to make a very adult decision and buy matching furniture, which um, makes me feel like a whole-ass adult. Um, I never thought, I was like, oh, you know, it's just like, it's just furniture. And when I moved in, I think Juliana saw it when I moved in, I guess before she went on a life hiatus where I didn't see her for a couple of months. But uh, I had just every other, you know, different type of fabric in the world. Now I have three pieces of matching furniture and I've never felt more like an adult. And honestly, I may still look like a dad, but I feel a whole lot more attractive now that I have 
matching furniture. So we're gonna get her thoughts on it first. The woman of the of the room, the the hour of the day, Juliana Wagner. Welcome to the show, Wags. Thank you for having me again. I love having you on the show. I know you you joined me for season one's finale, and then we haven't seen each other since. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, because I just decided to change my just whole dip. life around. Yeah, dipped out. Um, yeah, so um, I guess since then. I mean, there's, there's, those are, those are my life updates for you, but also for everybody else, because I haven't really updated most of the world on what I'm doing. But since the middle of December, uh, you've been up to quite a lot too. I mean, what, what is going on in the life of, of worth wagging about in the life of wags in general? I love that. I love that you call me Wags because for the past like three months, no one has called me that. And then I come back to Norfolk and everyone's like, Wags, Wags, Wags. And I'm like, I love that. It makes me feel home. But um, I just decided, so I wasn't going to school for a while. I wasn't really doing much. I was working at a bar. Not that that's bad, but I, it was not where I wanted to be. So I decided to apply to be a flight attendant and I applied to 12 airlines that's a lot of airlines. Yes. Was it kind of like applying to like school? Like, yeah. And I think no one really took me seriously about it. I don't think people really thought I would do it. Um, because with me, I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, I might do this. I might do that. Who knows? Like, you know me. I'm not really, I don't really ever have a plan for anything. Wishy-washy. Yeah, pretty much. So I just never really know uh, what I'm going to do. But I just really thought I did a lot of research and I just decided, and um, I was really set on my end goal, which was getting my wings. And um, so I got hired. I went to training in Houston for eight weeks, and now I'm back. Every time I see a post or I hear you say, oh, I was really excited about getting my wings, I just think... Uh, I just think like of a bird just flying, with, <laughs> you know, just it's kind of symbolic, like honestly. Yeah, like of getting Kuznetsov. On That's the exactly how it felt. Just like flying away. Tell me about tell me about Houston. What was your? I mean, oh, obviously God. it was like going to school again, like an intensive, like what eight weeks you were down there. What was the what was the trip like? What was going back, quote unquote, back to school like? Obviously, you can only tell me so much, but like, what was I guess what was Houston like? Oh, well, Houston. Did you even get to experience Houston or was it just I did for a little bit because my uh, boyfriend came up and hung out with me a little bit for those last few days. He was really nice to like, you know, rent an Airbnb and we hung out in Houston and actually we're in downtown. But when I was going to Houston, I was super excited about going because I kind of thought I'd have a little bit more time to look around and explore. But in this... um, field, which I knew training was going to be really hard, but I don't think I knew how hard it would be for me because I think a lot of the people who were there had just gotten out of college and like recently graduated. Like there were a few people who had graduated in December and training was February 8th. So they didn't have that much time off of school. I'm over here. I haven't been to school in like a year and a half. So I kind of had to rediscover that all over again. And it was really, really difficult. And I learned that I had to study a lot more than others. And it was harder than college, in my opinion, because there was so much pressure. What was the most challenging thing for you over the course of that eight weeks? I want to say it was the curriculum and uh, the safety stuff, because I'm not like a super like live by the rules person. I mean, I feel like it really 
kind of gave me a push to like growing up. And I feel like I went to military camp for like eight weeks. Um, But the hardest part, the hardest, hardest, hardest part was being away from my boyfriend. Um, And you have to even think about how just because you're in this environment where you are supposed to make friends with people, it's also a professional setting. So I was kind of nervous at first to let my true personality (laughs) out because I'm not always the most professional person in my off time. So I don't know. I'm kind of like a free spirit. So it was that the whole thing was difficult, but probably those parts, especially with, with like the job and knowing that, you know, you could really go anywhere at any time. What are you most looking forward to with, with the job that you have now as a flight attendant with a major airline? Thank you. Um, I think that what I look forward to most is my first international trip at the moment, just because I'm so antsy to go somewhere like that I've never been. Um, but it was just kind of sad when all my other like classmates were all over the world and I was like, I'm in Iowa. Um, but I had just never been to Iowa. In Cedar Rapids. In Cedar Rapids. Um, and I don't know. I think I'm really looking forward just to starting my adult life. I was supposed to be starting my adult life, I think, for a while, and I just wasn't really letting myself become an adult, and I was getting in my own way. So I think realizing with this job that I did that, like I I went to training, I decided to apply, I got the job, I went to training, and now I'm a flight attendant. I feel like oh, I'm, I feel a lot more capable in my abilities and a lot more confident um, in what I can do next. You met Terry Crews, and I'm so... Oh, jealous. Holy I can't even believe it, honestly. Terry loves yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. And I want to say Terry does love yogurt. That is true. I want to say, though, Terry didn't eat much on my flight. Okay, so... Where was he going? Oh, I guess, like... Actually, yeah. So we were going from Newark to LAX. So he was was probably filming Brooklyn Nine-Nine is my assumption. Did you get to talk to him or it was just like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And Okay, let me tell you what happened um, by the book. So basically, he gets on my flight, he comes on late, and the other flight attendant was like, ugh, I hate it when people come on late. It's always the Newark to LAX flights. And they just think the plane will wait for them. And I like look out and I was like, what seat? And she said 4E and I look out and I was like, and I just paused and I was like, from the minute I saw his bald head, I was pretty sure it was Terry Crews. And I was like, hold on. And I came back and I said, is that Terry Crews? And no one in my flight crew knew who Terry Crews was. And I wanted to smack him over the head. And uh-huh. I was like, "Are you, have you been living under a rock? This guy is a pretty, a pretty big deal. Um, From Old Spice to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. To, uh, honestly. Right. Though. Everybody hates Chris. White chicks. So no one could really confirm so I went on my app and I looked at the names and in 4E, Cruz Terry. And I was shook. So the, I told her, I was like, that's Terry Cruz. He's like, I mean, I consider him an A-lister. Did anybody stop him on the plane other than you? No one knew who he was. There I'm were, the upset guy, about The that. guy sitting next to him had no idea he was sitting next to Terry Cruz. It was ridiculous. So anyway... Maybe the other flight attendant was like, well, stop like talking about it. Go get him a pre-departure beverage. So I was like, would you care for something to drink? And he like ordered a water, no ice. So I like went and got it. And I was like giving it to him. And my hand was shaking. And I was like, here you go. And he was like, 
are you okay? That's literally what he said to me. Are you okay? And I was like, Terry Crews wants to know if I'm okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, so then I was like, okay, I need to calm down because if I were in public, I would totally be like, hey, I need to take a picture with you. We're not allowed to ask. So. So how did you get this picture with Terry Crews? Okay, so. This later makes on the story the flight, so much more interesting. Yeah, so later on in the flight, he was kind of just sleeping and I think he was trying to stay low key which is really difficult for like a six foot three man um, on a plane. Like I remember when he was using the restroom, he like kind of bumped his head, but he, he knew that I knew who he was because like while he was sitting down, so there's like the jump seat and then there's a wall. So I was standing next to the wall, just kind of like looking out at him and being like, oh my God, like trying to pinch myself, making sure this was real. Cause like, who would have thought my first trip? Yeah. Terry Crews is on my flight and honestly, my family and I, we love Terry Crews. We like totally grew up with Terry Crews, like being a household name. And, and so he came out of the bathroom again. It was a like pretty long flight, like six hours. And the other flight attendant who was much more senior than I was, um, she just asked for me. She's like, Juliana, um, this gentleman would like to take a photo with you. And I was like freaking out. I was like, are you kidding me? Like shook. And um, he, so he took a photo with me. And then after, he was super nice. He, like, shook my hand. He was like, hi, I'm Terry. I was like, I know. <laughs> he was super nice. And I was like, I just want you to know that, like, we literally, my fam- my brothers and I, we would come home and watch Everybody Hates Chris. And then, like, to see you blow up from there, it was just so cool. And it's so nice that, like, I get to meet you on this flight. And he was super humble. He was like, yeah, Everybody Hates Chris was a great show. The writers were amazing on the show. Doesn't give himself any credit, of course. Like, only credits the writers. Of course. Of course. And um, he was like, it was, it's really cool to hear about how people grew up on that show and that it was like a household staple because that's what I wanted my acting career to be like. And he like shook my hand again and then he went and sat down. And that was pretty much the end of my interaction with him. That was kind of towards the end of the flight. And then there were other people who... Um, after that, like they still didn't know. And I was like, if you don't know now, you don't know. Okay. You do not know if you You don't deserve to know. Yeah. You at home can't see the sheer joy on my face, but yeah, with every detail, I'm just like, I I cannot believe like, that's so cool. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I try to put everything in a positive light with this job because I am, I do tend to get a little negative when I'm not feeling well. Um, about myself and this whole new job has been really difficult. I don't know. It's hard to like be back and forth so much, but I really, really am blessed to have gotten this opportunity, especially from where I was before this. And, um, while I was really sad that I didn't get a London or Ireland trip, I met Terry Crews, so. Yeah, and on top of that. It's a fabulous job. It's not like you're, one, it's a great opportunity, you're right. And I think it's honestly right up your alley. Like it's something that I can absolutely see you doing great at, which this, I feel like this is something that like is right in your wheelhouse and screams Juliana Wagner, which is great. And it's a full-time job, which I'm sure makes you feel a little bit more like, Mm -hmm. you know, an adult. Um, which is kind of what I want to get into next is, do you feel any more grown up now, now that you have a job? Yes. And I feel a lot more like I have a purpose than I did before, which I think helps a lot. But 
I, I think that it does feel more adult because I, I definitely have a purpose now. Hmm. Um, because my view on it is whenever customers are rude to me or in a bad mood, I always think of it as it's never my, it's never personal because they could have had a really terrible time getting to the jet bridge. They could have had a really terrible time on their last flight. They could have dealt with snarky flight attendants. They could have dealt with rude CSRs, uh, the, sorry, the customer service representatives. So <laughs> <laughs> we have like our own little yeah, jargon. Own little language. Um, and I just never take it personally. And I just try to be as kind and accommodating to customers as I can. And it really does pay off because a lot of times there were even just in my four day trip, there were a few people who, um, after the trip was over, like midway through the trip, they were saying, um, like customers on the flight would come up to me as they were waiting for the bathroom and they'd say, you know, I haven't seen a fresh face around here in a while. Like, I always deal with kind of the older, more jaded flight attendants, and it's so nice to see someone who, like, is so happy to be here. And there are a lot of people who, not trying to talk badly on my coworkers, but there are a lot of people who came straight from college and never worked a day in their life. And this is really hard for them, and they complain all the time about everything, and I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I'm not opportunity, yeah. not tending bar and, like, perspective, running That's... food to tables and... The hours are hard, but so much better than before. And I don't have to, I don't wake up being like, I don't want to go to work. So. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what everybody wants, right? Yeah. And I think that something that is likely, I mean, this is very true in my job, that oftentimes we find that something that sounds like a little problem to you is oftentimes whoever you're talking to's whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, I mean, I heard it when I was resident assistant, I hear it now on the phones. I'm sure you hear it in the air that the like time. when you kind of step back and look at, it's really a customer service from a, whatever it is that they're complaining to me about, it may seem like a small issue is probably a huge deal to them. And like, if you treat it like it's a huge deal to you too, then oftentimes you're gonna be like, Wow. You were really helpful. You were really great. Like, you obviously seem like you care. Even if you don't. Like, oftentimes, I don't care. Like, for yeah. being completely honest, I, I almost never care. Like, I still have lights at the end of the day. Like, you're still right. flying at the end of the day. Like, I have to really... I mean, I always try to make my customers feel like they want to come back because we do represent the brand that we work for. Um and I worked first class this whole trip, which was kind of hard. Oh. When I first get on, um, I usually like to tell, at least during my first trip, I was like, hey guys, just so you know, this is my first trip, if there are any new crew members. And the pilots are always new, pretty much, which with every flight, because they're pretty much on the same plane the whole time. So if you're hopping planes, you're going to have a new uh, set of you're pilots. You're working with someone new every time. They were just very willing to help at any point. So it was just, it, it was definitely a good first trip. So beyond, you know, getting the plane in the air and getting the plane on the ground, what kind of like, what, what's a pilot's role in the flight? A pilot? Um, I want to be able to speak on that, but I really have no idea what the hell they do in there. <laughs> how is, how is, I guess, your relationship adapting to this whole 
being an adult thing. How is how are you adjusting to that with you know being in that relationship, and how is he adjusting to that, Nick? That is. So we kind of have like a routine down packed where when I'm gone, uh, we'll wake up, we'll text each other, kind of how our day is going. If if I'm able to or he's able to, there are sometimes where like you're in the air, you can't text. Um, or contact, but like when I wake up and I'm about to leave, I'll be like, Hey, I'm boarding this flight. I usually give him the itinerary, like a screenshot of the itinerary. So if he wants to know like where my flight is, he can look it up or, um, it has the flight number. It has the location. So just so he kind of feels more like he knows where I'm at. Um, cause he likes to know things like that. Um, and then overall, I think it has been really hard. Because I'm used, I mean, before this job that I started, this career that I started, we didn't see each other as much as I think a normal couple because he is part owner of a restaurant and I was a server and a bartender. So he would work until a certain time and then he would get off and I would still be working Mm -hmm. or be going to work early in the morning. So, um, like I had later hours and he had earlier hours and it was hard to coordinate but there was at least there was some kind of security in being in the same general area. Same area code. Um, yeah, but I think uh, the hardest part about it is probably just not always being certain on like when I'll see him, um, because if my trip gets extended or into my days off, I don't really know when I'll get those days off back, and then it just kind of moves things around. I have, I think the fact that we have, we both have so much faith in the relationship and just the fact that it's going to work out that, um, really, I think feels like a safety net because when you don't have that, it's kind of like, why am I doing this? You know, but falling in love, (laughs) I think that after like the first month, even it'll be so much better. Um, but there are still so many things like I don't know the answer to and things that happened that I was like, I didn't know that they could do that. You know, like, um, there was a chance that my trip was going to get extended and I was like, they can do that into our days <laughs> off. Like I had no idea because from what I heard, it was like your right. days off or your days off. They can't touch you on those days, but it's only certain days off. So they didn't end up extending it for me because the days off, this block of days off was, those were my certain days off. But then Next trip, I might not be so lucky because those days are more movable. Flexible days off. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. It's Hip. definitely hard, but uh, I, it's worth it for sure. I, I think that when uh, you have someone that you really love, like you would literally do anything for them. Like I will jump through whatever hoop I need to jump through to like stay with this man. So please excuse me while I go vomit. <laughs> I'm going to go throw up here as I have not been so lucky um i am just a little jaded and jealous hey well i was before this the dating scene is just and it hasn't always been easy of course it's not working out for me i mean well i mean kind of a little bit like we'll see updates to come but like at the moment the dating i mean even since i graduated i think like it's rough out there it really is like i have had less than zero luck in in the city of norfolk with, like, the exception of maybe one, like, haphazard, like, weird summer relationship slash fling. But other than that, it's been very, like, no, I'm not, like, trying to even figure myself out. Like, the fact that I, I 
I don't know if I like envy you or if I'm just like confused by you, but like you, the fact that like you're, you're figuring your life out while maintaining this, this serious relationship while doing what you want to do. Meanwhile, lay me, I'm buying matching furniture. That's awesome. Still, I envy that. Still haven't quite figured out what I want to do. Am I dating? Not, not, I mean, yes, I, I am going on dates. And at the moment, it is with a specific individual. However, I, I had to do one, like, I moved to Norfolk. I figured out where I was living, who I was living with. That's had, a huge accomplishment. Had that sorted out. I don't then think I, you give yourself enough credit. Then I figured out work and got, like, settled at work, got my feet wet, and, like, started doing well there and started moving up. Then I got this podcast on the way all like all like none of none of these things happened at the same time podcast happened then this broadcasting gig happened and now i'm like see well, I, like, I don't even know if i want to consider like seeing somebody like but you do things by the dates. book though like we're very like the a happened then as soon as a was done b started then c happened like you happen to be just this cluster of alphabet letters like LMNOP, except for it's like all in different out of orders. order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't. I think there's like a lot of beauty to that, though. Like because like yours is organized chaos, and mine is just organized. Well, you do things by the book, though. I think that with me, it's just kind of like I just kind of like sample different things, and if I like it, I stick around. And I have, I think, a different way of... We have very different ways of looking at things. Um, like, for that is me... very true. For me, nothing ever has to be perfect for me. Ever. Yeah. Like, when has any... Like, I mean... I, I like things to be very set. And I think that when I dropped out of school, it was, like, my all-time low. And a lot of people didn't think I was going to come back from that. But... Those people clearly don't know me because every time I have a low, I have an even higher high. That's just how I am. Because I will, I will not let myself get that way again. I don't know. It's just See, like... I feel like that's dangerous because like then you're going to end up with like super low lows, well, super high highs. I'm like the highest I can go right now. I'm oh, literally in yikes. the sky. Like, I don't uh, know. Elon though. Musk is trying to go to space. So Relationships are hard though in like... In this I area, in this area, dating is really hard. I mean, when I was single, in this area, but especially also at this age. I remember I was single like last. Well, I was single like starting, I guess, before July last year. But when I was single, it was so bad. Like it was terrible. I mean, I remember at one point, my dad was getting a hip replacement, and I was kind of talking to this guy, but I didn't really think it was that serious. And then I was, I was leaving to go to my dad's hip replacement because I was driving up to Alexandria to go check in on my dad and make sure he was okay and, like, help him with rehab and stuff. Um, the guy goes, okay, so I think, like, we should put a label on this um, if you're going to be leaving for a while because I don't want you, like, talking to other guys. And it was, like, a very selfish thing of him. Like, it wasn't like he actually wanted to be with me. It was just, like, he wanted to lock me down so that... He knew I wasn't going anywhere, which I think a lot of people have a like fear of with me because I'm so all over the place. Um, but when I'm committed to someone, I'm very committed to them. Yeah. But so I leave, and then he ghosted me, 
even though he was like, we should be together. So he was like, my boy, my boyfriend ghosted me. And then I came back and he had a whole nother girlfriend. And I came back, this all happened in the course of like a week. And after that, I was like, forget it. I'm not dating anymore. No more, no more, no more. Like literally going to be single for a long ass time. And then Nick just like, he was like, hey, what's up? And I was Well, don't like, forget the time he got stood up, but. Oh yeah, that, well, who cares? I don't even yeah. remember that. But like I, High key. like, I think dating in this area is so hard, especially for someone who just graduated college, because mm-hmm. who, who are you going to date? Like everyone's still in college. People in college are not necessarily interested in dating someone around here who's not in college because like there's just such a gap between being in college and being a graduate that's like very hard to bridge and then the other group of people down here are military and they're trying to get married by september and Mm -hmm. i'm just really not interested in that it's just like there's no cohort of people that i can connect with and be like yeah let's date now like Again, who knows? Maybe one of these days I'll get lucky. Um, but in the meantime, like it's just such a hard thing to do successfully. Yeah. You really, I mean, it's really hard. Um, like even with Nick, I was really lucky because we were kind of in similar spots in our life where I dropped out. He graduated, but he didn't want to do what he got his degree in. So he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was just kind of traveling and doing my own thing and serving and bartending. He was, uh, you know, and then he decided to take on this owner thing. And I don't know. I think it just like it. It was it was hard to figure out. Um, it, it's hard before you find somebody like who's in kind of the same boat as you to figure out like. Is, does this person like want the same thing as me? And you can't really That's ask stressful. because then you're like thirsty. Then you're stressful. like, like, hey, what are we? You know, it's like then you're this annoying person who is like rushing things. But um, when is it okay to do that though? At what point do you say, well, what are we? So I never really ask that just because I don't like being associated with that kind of crazy girlfriend stereotype. Um, I don't think I even asked Nick. Did I, Nick ever ask? I think pretty much like but it wasn't it was kind of weird like a weird situation yeah like dating as a 23 year old is or 22 year old or however old it is you are like between 18 and 24 it's even 18 and like 28 like it's just what are like this what are we but no one can say what are we like we're talking but we're we're not talking like but we're exclusive right are we exclusive have we had that conversation like it sucks i remember how it happened Please enlighten me. And then um, I was thinking about being like, hey, do you want to be my boyfriend? And I didn't do it because I was just like, don't be that person again. And then literally the next day, I guess he was feeling the same way. He was like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to break it off. Like, he doesn't like me the way I like him. He just wants to. It's over. I was like, he's going to clarify that this is, like, just, like, a a hookup and he doesn't want to date me. But then he was like, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Because, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, of course. Um, But when it happened, I, I guess I made a face, like, oh. Like, what's happening? And he, like, almost didn't ask me because he thought I was getting, like, cold feet about, like, being his girlfriend because of the face I made. But really, it was just the face of, like, fear that he would say, hey, 
let's slow JK, things down. Yeah. I don't want to date you. I, this is just like exactly what we're doing. Who's don't miss that. that? Girl? <laughs> it's wax. <laughs> I forgot about that, honestly. I could never forget. Literally, anytime you open your mouth, I'm like, Jessica Day and Nick. I wow. really love it. I love that. That's like the nicest comparison anyone's ever made about me. And I will continue to uh, to embrace it. Um, so that leads me to our last, last thing I want to talk about before we get up on out of here is what is the deal with Worth Wagon About? As you have not made an episode since the last time we met and now. So what is what are your plans with the podcast or what are you going to do with it? What do you want to do with it? Um, or is it just, is it gone that you found another passion? Well, so I actually took my podcast off the air um, when I was applying for my jobs. It was a good decision for the time being. I kind of miss it a lot. Um, and I feel this like lack of creative. I had like that outlet, you know, and now yeah. I feel like this lack of creativity that and creativity just kind of like pulsates through my body and I just like need to let it out. Weird word choice, but yeah. So, pulsates. Um, so I think um, I've been writing a lot, like doing, uh, like I, my mom made me, she gave me like a journal and like she's making me journal like every trip of my first year. And right now I'm kind of like not feeling super creative in that way. So I'm kind of like, I don't really want to do this, but I will be good like in a year when I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I remember that exact day that I met Terry Crews. Um, I do want to start a YouTube channel uh, on my life as a flight attendant because a lot of people do find it interesting, uh, even though it's not really all it's cracked up to be uh, in some ways. But like, I I think there's like a very niche audience on YouTube. Anyone who wants to listen, cool, appreciate it. But I be more than happy to one plug the uh, youtube channel here on the rob takes on movement uh but two i'd absolutely watch and share and like Thank and subscribe you. so uh, comment like subscribe right now if you don't do it then you're dead to me you're not even a true friend but no i i really did want, i love podcasting it was like i have such fond memories of like when i did that um but at the moment while i'm still getting acquainted probably a youtube channel for the and time being I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Um, but until that happens, any any final thoughts, Wags, before we get out of here? Thank you for having me. It was so nice to just sit and talk with you. I feel like I never get to do that anymore. So. It was a good time. Um, and uh, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, next week, the Rob, Rob Takes on the World continues as we are going to Thailand. Uh, not quite literally, uh, but I'm going to have my friend Jordan Motor. Uh, on the show who made a big choice after he graduated. Graduated, got married, moved to Thailand. So we're going to talk to him, get him on the phone here next week. I hope you tuned into that episode as well. Uh, but in the meantime, travel safe, my friends. Uh, you can follow Wags. Do you still have social media? I have all? Instagram. You, you can, can follow fo- me on Instagram. Where, where can I follow you on Instagram? Um, it's Oh, I changed it. It's uh, at JumpSeatJuliana. Jumpseat Juliana. I'm going to start calling you Jumpseat Jules from now on yeah, instead of Wax. That's pretty cool. Um, and you can always follow the lackluster adventure that is my life on Twitter. <laughs> I'm Hey It's Me Rob saying, hey, just because it's for somebody doesn't mean it's for you. And as always, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You'll find it's a pretty short list. Say goodbye, Wags. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.